Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I am your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, aka FigureChick911. We're going to take a little bit of a twist on our podcast topics leading up to this point. When we first started this whole entire podcast series, we were pretty niche talking about health and fitness, champion mindset, and how you start anew and recreate yourself. And then we started taking a little bit of a turn and we started tipping in towards the world of leadership particularly transformational leadership. So that's, you know, the transformation that comes into your mindset to take yourself to the next level, whether this has to do with personal or professional application, you know, for your household, for individuals that you are in charge of, you're you're needing to lead or or gain a cooperation from. Today, we're going to start talking about what's called organizational leadership. So this is very specific, and you'll notice if you listen to previous podcasts, we started using a lot of examples that come from the business world, very black and white template. And there's a very particular reason that we coach and we train you in that way. Number one, we know that today people's brains are on complete overload. I mean, can we agree? Like you open up your eyes first thing in the morning and you're going through your emails, then you've got text messages and then you're on social media and then you're trying to get kids off to school. You're late for work, you're trying to catch a workout. Like the way that the day even begins nowadays is a little bit out of control. Fair statement? <laughs> Understatement of the century, probably, right? And then you get out into your day and it's not like you're always able to just do what you want to do. There's little like fires that pop up during the course of the day. And so until you get to a point where you are very firmly planted mentally and physically within your routine, you have command of your schedule and you know how to say the word no to focus on, you know, the primary tasks at hand, you waver a little bit or a lot. And sometimes this happens even if you're up and rolling in a very powerful place and now you're ready to scale and maybe take your business to the next level or maybe your business is operating fine and you're having some challenges on the personal front, okay? The purpose of personal and professional development, I use them together. The reason is that every one of us at one part of our life or another, we're super high performers, meaning we do something really, really great. But oftentimes, if you get very focused on one area, typically what will happen is you will have either negligence um, or, yeah, let's call it negligence of the other areas, whether that's a little bit (laughs) or a lot. And I know for sure, people who are very hardcore, vested in career, they're breadwinners for the house, uh, high achievers, high level producers, and this can be in any space. This is entrepreneurship, this is sales, you're at a very high level position, you're a C-level executive, you're a decision maker, you could be anywhere and you are virtually morning until night concerned about your bottom line, your decisions, and it tends to come at the expense of your relationships. We get it. On the contrast, you can have individuals who perhaps have been stay-at-home parents for a good amount of time and have gone through maybe a divorce or there's some sort of a loss, maybe had a death of a spouse or a partner or something happened and shook up that home front a little bit and now you're moving into a different space after you spent 10, 15 years kind of like wiping boogie noses. All right, yeah, I just said the word boogie. I'm actually a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for over 20 years. It never sounds younger, no matter how many times I say that, but it's true. And I started 
uh, doing my own coaching services uh, as I was leaving the nursing profession. I'm retired. You know, my background is emergency and critical care. Um, I wanted to impact people on a much greater level, and I was tired of dealing with death and dying all the time. And through you know a series of of it wasn't even trials and errors. It was selections that I had made in terms of, of navigating my career. Um, I knew that I was going to be leaving nursing, but I was afforded a lot of opportunity simply because I was in one area for you know the duration of my career, meaning emergency and critical care. It's a pretty small world, and so when you spend that much time, as you know, invested in any one area, you develop a network. And when you get to talking to people, the right people, and they start learning what it is that you're doing as a hobby or on the side, they start to see you in a different light. And I believe that's what happened um, as I was building this coaching and training academy several years back I was actually working in an educational role in the fire service um, teaching continuing education and I was building what was at the time my very first company which was a, a gluten-free and allergen-free baking line and I had developed a personal professional um, development program for my employees and I started sharing some of that information while I was you know teaching or just in you know small talks you know with the guys afterwards and you know obviously I knew the fire chiefs and so they heard you know these different things and there was one uh, chief in particular uh, he was putting together a wellness initiative for his department from top to bottom for firefighters to be fit for duty not just past, you know, certain blood tests or a treadmill or whatever. Long story short is that he asked me to come in and use what was my own personal professional development for my own company that I was building for his. And it continued. So I, I had shared stuff on the group level and then was brought back to do personal, what was actually organizational leadership coaching for individuals who weren't meeting job requirements. Not like on the fire ground per se, but they had some administrative duties and they were not able to keep up with the workload and were just frazzled and just kind of spinning their wheels. And that was really the beginning of the consideration to turn what was my own stuff to turn it outwards and offer that as services and uh, for, for everybody else. And so it's been kind of, you know, an interesting course to get to this point. But looking back, I do remember saying to the chief that I love to develop people. And so he's, he's probably one of the best talent scouts there is in the world, and I, I trust him implicitly. I remember when he told me, he said, yeah, you can continue baking your cookies for a while, but don't let go of this coaching thing. And I remember I was like, tell me what to do. <laughs> like, I'm a business owner. I, I wrote this business plan and all this stuff, but I invested so much time in recipe creation and building out, you know, scaling out how I was going to build this company for global distribution. And I mean, there's all time and money and all kinds of things. And I was just at that point where I wasn't ready to, to consider something else, even though I knew in my heart of hearts that that was not, that was not supposed to be my lead business. So I continue to push the buttons with this coaching thing and really have struggled with how to market it because 
well, I'm not a marketer, like I'm a nurse. <laughs> so I had to learn about how to do this. But I'm telling you, the one thing that has always, you know, come true is that, you know, when you start just delivering your information, and I believe that when you're supposed to do something, it becomes part of you. Like you can't separate yourself from it. And anyone who's seen, you know, Facebook posts or anything that I put up on Instagram, most of my clientele comes from those two mediums and now word of mouth referral because the people who use it are the people who know that they need to get their shit together. That's basically what it is. If I could put that in like a simple, what is organizational leadership do? Organizational leadership is a program for you to get your shit together, like all the way together. And no, it's not me coming in with like the iron fist, okay? It's not like that at all. It's actually very open. T typically an individual who comes forth um, for assistance knows their weak spot. Not that they're weak people. I'm going to give you an example. An entrepreneur, okay? Somebody who who has been in business for a while, especially, has been through, you know, a couple of like ebbs and flows. The job of an entrepreneur, once you open up your business, you're, you want to grow it, but all you do is put out fires all day. And, you know, your, maybe your sales aren't up, so you got to go, you know, heavier on the marketing, recruiting, prospecting, you know, talking, closing, end of it. Or maybe your team is not as strong as you need or they're kind of slacking on the job or like this whole entire, like you always know what your weak spots are and any entrepreneur who refuses to look at and acknowledge what those weak spots are and then do something actually about it is not going to stay in business, especially today. It's simply not going to happen. So that's usually the caliber of individual who seeks me out and nine times out of 10, it's actually a man. And I'm going to tell you what, coaching or I guess educating in the fire service really gave me those skill sets on how to be able to communicate with a man and communicate, not just talk at them, but actually speak to the man inside the man and understand where he's coming from, understand the male psyche and be able to deliver information in a very simple, not dumbed down way. A man is not stupid. A man is very clear and linear in his thought. Um, entrepreneurs, you know, have all this visionary capability, but when it comes to implementation, they're very, very linear. They want things very quick, very simple. And, you know, the less that they have to keep track of, the better. And that's the streamlined focus of coaching. I never tell you what to do. In fact, all I usually do, if <laughs> this is going to sound kind of flighty, but it's the truth, is I create the space for you to be 100% honest. That in and of itself, okay, gives you mental freedom to allow your brain to chill the F out so that you can actually, instead of living in survival mode, like you're just trying to pedal to keep yourself alive today, and this is personal professional front, having that mental space actually and respect, okay, allows you to be able to come up and take a bird's eye view on what's going on. Again, nine times out of 10, and it's probably 10 times out of 10. When we begin what is actually a consultation and strategic coaching session, that's like the entry point, I never, I don't have an agenda coming in. What that is, it's actually a listening session for me. 
Because again, you're coming to me, you know what the problem is, you know what the weakness is. This could be issues that you're having on the relationship side, whether this is lack of trust, lack of honesty, your schedule is all screwed up. This could be operations on the business side. I don't know what actually brings you to the table, but typically what I do is I do what's called the clearing exercise and I ask you straight out, is there anything that's standing in the way of you and I having an effective session right now? And whatever comes up, unless it was something stupid that just happened five minutes before you walked in the door. And if you're an entrepreneur, that sort of piddly shit doesn't even bother you. So that's never what it is. You bring the main point up. And that's what I learn about you from the get, that this thing, whatever is getting in the way from us having a, a very efficient and clear strategic session, that's, that's the pain point. And that's where we actually begin. Okay, now I don't do couch time, all right? I'm not a therapist, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't need to hear like the whole drama log about all this stuff. I ask very clear questions. Oftentimes, if you're not in the habit of getting to the pearl of the information, I will assist you in that so that we can be sure that we're pushing on, on the points. But as we move from there, I guarantee you within a 90 minute time, which is how long that strategic session is, the first one, consultation and strategic coaching session, you get mental clarity on what the problem is. Even though you brought it to the table, you get more clarity on how it's not only affecting you on, let's say, a personal side, but it also impacts your business or whatever you're doing on the professional side. And then I throw it right back to you and say, well, where do you want to go with here? What do you think we need to, what do we need to drill in on further? Are we going to move this personal or professional? I let you make the decisions. There is no structured curriculum, if you would. You are a human being. You are not a human doing. This is not curriculum school where we're going to nutrition school and we're learning this, 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 and this. This is your life. Your life is never going to fit inside of a template, especially if you have high-level responsibilities, you're a decision maker, you're the leader of a household, you are an entrepreneur, you're in sales. Life just doesn't roll like that. I get it. I 100% get it. Okay. I come from an emergency background where we actually have a process which is called triage. And if you don't know what that means, triage merely means asking a series questions to find out what the problem is. You're going to tell me what your pain point is. My job is to help you get clarity on what the actual problem is. And it's kind of like peeling apart an onion. Like we peel back one layer, here's a problem. Then the next time we peel back another problem or layer, there's another problem. And as you go throughout your time in between usually continued coaching sessions, you're going to have a lot of clarity and you're going to get very deliverable action steps if you require them. But nine times out of 10, the caliber of individual who comes to me again is not weak in taking action. The caliber of individual who comes to me is very clear on where they want to go. It's simply something is blocking their progress. And it could be something on, on the personal side or the professional. It's usually personal though, okay? And the way that we handle this is that when you improve the personal side, you improve the professional side. It's very, very simple. It's very, very, it just, it makes total perfect sense. And it's actually fun. You know, we don't sit here and go through the drama log and make you cry and do all that kind of baloney. We really try to keep things on the up and up 
so that you can have clarity, you can have in your mind a strategic plan on what your next action steps are, so that you can take very effective and strong, powerful steps forward to clean up some of that bullshit. Okay? Now, if this sounds foreign to you, all right, I know that entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs and usually salespeople have coaches for everything, as do high-level athletes. Other people who are either in other jobs or industries, maybe you're not, you haven't had coaches before. And so what I'm going to invite you to do is actually consider having a coach. Okay. Whether it's me, you know, what's this coaching thing all about? All right. If that's where you're sitting right now, I'm going to continue to roll out strategic, uh, you know, coaching here and organizational leadership. And you see if this applies to your life. You know, if not, perhaps this podcast series is not the one for you. Um, you know, go back and we'll be back up with transformational leadership. But I do want to ask you to consider the fact that everybody at one point or another in their life is in some sort of a a, a leadership role. Again, this could be personal front, this could be professional front, and there's going to be a time when you are needing to get the cooperation of the people who are on your team, whether this is work or your family at home, you're going to need to expand some of your resources and this could be if you are a single mom and you have never had to ask for help before and now you have to go back to work and you're maybe a newly single mom and you need to have skill sets on how do you actually do that. Or you need assistance, your brain is literally overflowing either with ideas or worry or concern and no matter how, like your brain just, it doesn't shut off and you're not able to see five years from now Because you can't even see what tomorrow is because your brain is actually, it's so busy. And what I want to give you some, you know, comfort in knowing here is that when you are under dire amounts of stress and everybody has different tolerance for different stress loads, okay? So do not look at the person next to you. Do not think of your family. You know, don't think of what people expect you to do or blah, blah, blah. This is all about you. Okay, it's all about you (laughs) for once. Okay, and so what this means is when you are adapting or when you are suddenly thrown into a new situation and the stress levels are high and maybe you're making life or death decisions, perhaps not, but you know, maybe to you they seem like life or death. Okay, maybe you have a lot of multiple, like you've got a multiple of responsibilities. You've got stuff you're handling your own business or you're you're trying to hit your sales targets. You know, somehow your performance is being tracked and you're not quite there. Maybe you're having problems at home. Maybe your health and fitness is off. Like however this this plays out for you and you're trying to run through strategies in your mind on how you can actually get over this hurdle. If only I had the time to do blah, 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 blah. If only I had extra resources, if only I knew, you know, how to invest or build better, invest in my team or build better teams. If only I knew on how to build a case for action so that I could recruit more help. If only I knew how to establish that vision for the future and be able to have that solid, that solid mindset that's focused on my goal because I have a lot of people that I need to have come along with me, but I feel like I keep on hitting a lid on my progress. And it's not just impacting me, it's impacting everybody that I'm responsible for. 
You see what I'm saying? And so now you have a coach who comes in and from the get, we are objective third party people where we have zero emotional investment in what's going on with you. And that's how we are actually able to remain very neutral. Even though we do care very deeply about you, our feelings are not involved in there. And so we can, much like how I made decisions as an ER nurse or as a flight nurse, I couldn't be in my feelings every two minutes. Could you imagine that if I cried every time somebody came in and was, you know, they had a boo-boo or they died or like, if, what if everybody in the emergency field did that? Right. So there's certain people (laughs) I use those examples like that because I know that they make you chuckle. But that's honest to God, like how I know that my gifts have been transferred over here in, in the coaching realm because able to hear unspoken words, I'm able to hear, you know, like the words, the meaning behind the meaning of what you say that you simply can't hear because you're in it. Just like that saying, like you can't see the forest between the trees or the trees between whatever way that um, that saying goes. You can't see the forest between the trees, right? And that's actually driven back to what is actually your physiology. So when you get under stress, this is what actually happens. Okay, this is what I mean by this. I'm going to be bringing in, if you're the first time on this podcast, I bring in biology and chemistry, not so that you can be impressed by my knowledge, but so that you can have some mental peace about why you're having some of the problems that you're having. Okay, and when you have that knowledge, now you know what to do with it. Okay, so what I'm telling you, like if you're getting under stress, it's very hard for you to make any decisions unless you have a very, very high tolerance for stress and have been groomed to be able to have that mental clarity and emotional neutrality. All right, underneath those situations. Okay, just that's what we do in in emergency and critical care medicine. Like that's that's requirement. So when you are under stress, what actually happens is number one, you lose peripheral vision. This is what happens in your biology. This is your physiology. Okay, so you literally develop tunnel vision, which is why you can't see the forest through the trees. You have tunnel vision when you're under stress. That's effect of your of the chemicals in your body. Okay. The other thing that happens is you lose the ability to not only hear certain things, but you, you, that your ability to uptake information from whatever it is that you hear is totally destroyed. You, I mean, your thought press, think about this. Your thought press when you are under great amount of stress is completely illogical and therefore you don't even retain it, right? Think about the last time you were really, really, really stressed out. How how great of a listener are you? You're not. You totally suck. Okay? So you can see right from there how that in and of itself, just being under stress, having mountains of information and things that you need to do and things you need to keep track of and worry about the finances and blah, 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 can actually impact your relationships because now when you come home or when you're at work, you've got people who are trying to communicate with you and they always say like, you're not listening, you're not listening, you're not listening. And you're like, but I am because you're only hearing words, but you're honestly, people know when you are legit listening, when you're present, but you're not, you're in a different place and you're not hearing information or you're not retaining information simply because of what happens physiologically to your body when you're under stress. 
So that in and of itself, right? There you go. So how do you fix it? We'll get to that in just a second. Now, the other thing that happens when you're under stress, this is going to go tangent with that, is your ability to communicate sucks ass, right? When you are under stress, how eloquent is your speech? I mean, really, how many times do you fault, default rather to drop in a bunch of F-bombs or just completely just don't even talk anymore or just maybe grunting? <laughs> because you're that stressed out. Okay, so again, when you are in a position of leadership, you cannot afford to have those sloppy habits. And they are, that's a welcome to next level. Organizational coaching is, we give it to you straight. It, those are sloppy habits. Now, I will tell you firsthand, I remember working with a doctor. He was actually one of the country's best neurosurgeons and actually a really good guy, very family oriented. He had a really, really good heart, but he had some of the worst personal skills on the planet. Like he, he was just like socially impaired. And it's probably like he was inside of people's brains operating for like 12 to 16 hours at a time, you know? So he had like this little, you know, temper problem sometimes. So he wasn't always relational. So I know he was tired and, you know, all these different things. And he had established himself to the point where, you know, if I had to have somebody operating on my brain, I would rather have the expert surgeon than the guy who was, you know, all warm and fuzzy, but was going to, you know, have a slip of his hands and then I was going to be paralyzed for the rest of my life. But I give you that example because sometimes you're in a position where maybe you don't have to have the best skills, but eventually it comes to a stopping point because that very physician could not maintain relationships. Those of us who worked with him knew him in the professional sphere. We knew him as a person, but we didn't have to deal with him 24-7. And he took care of us just like we took care of his, his patients and his practice. So it was a very symbiotic relationship, but that's as far as it went. It didn't roll. It didn't work very well when he was in his personal life. So you can see right there, like that for him, right, would have been that pain point, which eventually infiltrates other areas of your life. Okay, now maybe that's you. I'm not sure. But what I'm saying is that when you're under those high levels of stress and then you have that habit of continued sloppy communication or continued sloppy listening skills, you're never able to move the needle to the next level to either, you know, recruit more people or advance your position or expand your, your particular organization because you lack those fundamental skills it eventually comes back to bite you in the butt, okay? Now, do I do communications training? I absolutely do. Do I do relationship rescue coaching? Yes, I do, that's all in there. But usually what brings individuals into strategic coaching, organizational leadership are going to be those people who are wanting to go next level, they're aware of some particular problem and know that once we resolve that one, they are already action takers. I don't have to sit there and cajole you or hold your hand and tell you what to do next. You're off and running, okay? And it's fun. That's the other thing is that it's so fun. And I will tell you, here's the cool thing. And this is not to impress you, but to impress upon you like the, the, the gravity of this next statement. There's a statement, there's a, it's a quote rather. It's, you know, the blank of the leader determines the blank of the team. All right, so you put whatever word in there that you want to. So the speed of the leader determines the speed of the team. 
So most people who coach with me are what I call fast adapters. They're like very, very high performance, high achievers on both the personal and professional fronts. And if you're coming from you know, a stay-at-home mom, I guarantee that if you are today's mom and you're running around from soccer practice to ballet, back to school, you're on the PTA, you're doing booster club, you're doing all these things, don't discredit what you're doing on that side. Typically, you are a very high producer and high level performer, you're just not getting paid for it. I mean, you know this study. They did a study and they decided that a stay-at-home mom, usually if you factor in all the things that you guys do, and maybe if there's a stay-at-home dad, I, I don't want to be you know, exclusionary of you, but the study was done with women, is that it's easily a six-figure uh, a year income that would be equated with being a stay-at-home mom. Okay, so, you know, you bring your shit to the table too. like you, you own your stuff like you got it. Okay, but what I'm saying is that those individuals, regardless of how you get here, like you go fast because that's who you are. But I am an ultra fast producer. Okay, I tend to take you very streamlined, take you, you know, across the finish line very, very quickly, because again, you know, we want to be very respectful of both of our times. I want you to have results and I want you to have them now. So the same sort of immediacy that I expect to have when I'm working in an emergency capacity with a patient, I do a treatment and all of a sudden, you know, I see a result. That's the same expectation that usually follows with, you know, how we roll on the coaching side. Okay. And depending on what the thing is, what the thing, what's the problem. Okay. I don't know if that gives you a little bit of clarity here, but you know, honest to God, we focus on six different areas of your life, the majority of which are relationships. So it's relationships with yourself, it's relationships with other people, it's relationship, your relationship, excuse me, with money, and your relationship with, I say God, but you can insert spirit or the light force or whatever you want to, okay? We coach with your health and fitness. That's, you know, the bulk of what enables you to be able to do things and stay well. And then also, what is your purpose on the planet? All right. So we give time and attention to each of those. But how we actually roll is your decision. Like you get to pick, you know, what is your biggest, what's causing the most pain either in your organization or in your life in general right? And you know what that issue is. And then we bring it to the table. And then usually week by week, I rarely structure, I rarely say, you know what, let's coach for eight weeks on this because everybody is different. So once we do that initial consultation and strategic coaching session, we have a lot more clarity on how long or how often you would like to have coaching on how long you would actually benefit from it. So I build it around you. After that, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is that you need. Um, most entrepreneurs, when they coach with me in the beginning, start out weekly and oftentimes they'll progress to twice a week, depending on what it is that we're working on. Um, some of the individuals, you know, that I coached in the fire service with organizational leadership, they honestly needed just to get their shit together. Like, how do I actually organize my day? Like, it could be something like that. 
and how do I keep a track of this, this, and this? And it teaches you not just the skills of being organized, it trains you on the mindset of becoming organized. And what I mean by that is when you're just trying to, again, get from the time you open up your eyes until the time you actually go to sleep, you tend to be operating in survival mode. The key when you're a leader is that yes, sometimes you are working in, let's say your business or in your household or in your goal, but to be a leader, you actually, in order to lead other people, you have got to have already been in that current place and your mind has to be two weeks ahead, five months ahead, three years ahead, 20 years ahead. Like you have already had to have traveled to that place before you can actually lead them there. So it trains you, strategic coaching and organizational coaching trains you on how to change your perspective. If you would like picture yourself standing underneath a basketball net looking up. Okay, that's like survival mode. It trains you on how to come up so that you're hanging above the basketball net and you're able to look down. And that gives you higher vantage points so that you can actually strategically see all of your players, all of your variables, all the conditions, the time frame. like you're able to see every single thing from that vantage point rather than while you're on the floor with all the other players and the fans are screaming and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it's training of a mindset shift on how you actually do that. That's cool, right? That's cool as shit. I love doing it. I love doing it. I love, I love, this is so selfish, but I'm telling you, I love seeing people freed up from what is oftentimes a very simple remedy, a very, I don't want to say remedy like there's some type of a potion. Like it's usually a very simple either strategy or change in mindset perspective. They were just viewing this one way and never considered a different angle on it. And all of a sudden, like major, major, major movement on that front. And it happens literally like instantaneously. And it's so awesome to see their face. It's so awesome to see, you know, how much greatness comes from that small little moment. I mean, it is, it's, I I can't even get over I that I honest to God, I love it. I tell you this, it's the only second or it's only the second job. I don't consider it a job. I think this is a calling also, but it's the only, the only the second one. Why can't I say that right? That I would ever do for free because I love it that much. I don't though. (laughs) I'm a business owner too. What I'm saying is that when I was a flight nurse, I always said, I love it so much. I would do it for free. And that's how I feel about this one. Like honest to God, it's, it's simply a part of who I am. And if anything on this particular podcast, you know, applies to you or you know somebody who could actually benefit from it, this podcast, I am plugging my company and plugging my services because we're getting to the point where many of you want more. Okay, and there's only so much that I can give on a podcast because after that, how do you take, you know, maybe we haven't talked about what specifically is your issue or, you know, I, I, some, you know, I can't, I don't know the blind spot because I don't know your unique situation and your life deserves personal attention and personal coaching. 
okay? So that's what this podcast is for. I'm not certain if I'm going to make a whole series about organizational leadership. I haven't made that decision. Something inside of me told me to get this puppy out on the table, let you make an educated decision about your present. Yes, it's not just about the future, it's about your present, okay? Learn how to invest in yourself. That's going to be my my takeaway from this is that you usually have a coach for every single thing, okay? Why wouldn't you hire a coach to handle or help you handle or assist you in handling, empowering and handling this one particular area that is keeping you back from realizing that next level? I mean, it almost seems absurd, okay? So if you have due interest in that, I invite you to contact me directly via email. My email is Nicole, N-I-C-H-O-L-E, at transformationgold.org. Make it a great day. We'll talk to you next time.